Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. Just wanted to mention this episode was recorded earlier. And as our audience grows, we just wanted to share some of the value from our earlier episodes. This episode is brought to you by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com slash shift. My guest today, Stephanie Fee, is a certified nutritionist and master enthusiast, exploring many modalities, constantly learning more about the science of happiness and its relationship to health, longevity, and nutritional sciences. She's traveled to 22 countries, climbing mountains, discovering different cultures, and savoring the sights, sounds, and flavors of each unique place. Today, Stephanie's vision is for people to sit down to the table without labeling how they eat and discover a life beyond the scale. Stephanie, I'm just so grateful that you were willing to meet with me today and share your your story and your journey. And uh, I just look forward to learning some more about you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I was really thrilled to be asked to be here. Nice. Well, so tell me a little bit about your entry into entrepreneurship and, and how you got started. Sure. So I believe that I was actually born for this. And while um, entrepreneurship can be learned, I kind of came out like this person who as a little kid, you know, I didn't want my mom to choose my clothes and I didn't want to be bossed around. And I felt like, you know, I really always kind of had this direction, um, even when I was, you know, a defiant teenager. Um, and in my early 20s, I was fortunate, uh, fortunate enough to have had the realization that the industry that I chose in college, which was um, film editing and post-production, was really not for me. Uh, after hearing one of the editors say that he hadn't seen his family awake in over three weeks, uh, I made the choice to make a change. I didn't know where I would land, and I was lucky enough to get a position uh, at the Strategic Coach, which is a premier coaching company for entrepreneurs. And there, I discovered that I was, in fact, an entrepreneur in my soul. Um, and I also was able to listen to the experiences and you know the realities behind that. Um, however, it wasn't until this last year that I dove in, stepped out of my career, and have had to face the extreme highs and, and the lows and all of those things that I was told happened, I'm experiencing right now. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, our mutual friend, Angie Callen, uh, 
calls that the EMP. <laughs> yeah, and she uses a bad word, but <laughs> the entrepreneur mind. I call it the entrepreneur roller coaster, right? Like, yeah. yay, I made a sale. Oh, nobody's going to buy anything from me. Yay, I got two calls. Oh, nobody's going to buy nothing again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like managing the disappointments and managing also those highs so that you can kind of smooth it out. Absolutely. But at least we get the highs, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and one thing that a lot of us don't do, I don't know if you're the same, but the highs seem to like be very easily, okay, that was great. Okay, what's next? And then um, we don't spend as, enough time there. So that's definitely something that uh, that I work toward. Celebrate day. the wins a little more. Yeah, soak it up a little bit, breathe it in. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, one of the things that, that I got from a David Goggins book was uh, the cookie jar. Put put all those successes, those rave reviews, those, those, those wins in the cookie jar so that when you hit those lows, you can pull them back out of the cookie jar and just remind yourself, <laughs> like, like reading the, you know, Chinese food, the cookie that comes with Chinese food, but you, that's the win. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and get, get that, get that little dopamine boost again. Like, Oh, Oh yeah. People do like me. <laughs> For sure. And with the people aspect of it, the road is lonely at times because, you know, you feel like there's a lot of things that you can't express you know, outwardly to certain people around you and that the outside world, if you're not an entrepreneur, it is, it's like, it's like a lot of things, right? It's like, you can't understand unless you're in it. And so it can feel super lonely. So I have this list of like a pay it forward list that I have because all these extraordinary people have come forward and Angie is one of them. And have, have really helped me um, not just build the business, but also stay the course and believe in myself and keep going. And so when I feel really lonely, I take this big sketch pad out with the list of people and I think, okay, I'm not alone at all. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, that's awesome. So <clears throat> that kind of brings up connection. How valuable has connection been for building your business? It's everything. That's the only way that, honestly, the company has been able to move forward and develop because it's people who really believe in the work that we do and the members who've invested in the program and stayed the course. And um, it's, it's everything. If I hadn't gotten on and done that meeting or, you know, those times when I was like, oh, should I talk to another person because I'm a little overwhelmed, I'm tired, but I got on anyway and met some incredible person that helped take to the next level and the next level. I'm finding that, I mean, it's it's the it's the number one, uh, number one thing is having those connections with people and really authentic connections too, um, where you can be transparent and you can really understand, you know, um, everybody's purpose and, helping like align that. So what's been the most valuable in making new The most valuable part? Like tool or um, methodology that you mm -hmm. made connections, what worked the best? 
Well, I would say the most valuable is when I am on with our members, to be honest, because it's there that I hear what's working. It's there that I hear what we could do better. It's there that I see the work evolving and um, it's inspiration for me to be better um, and create you know, just a really amazing experience as we move forward and as we grow our capabilities. Um, so, so that for me is, is really primary. Absolutely. That's exciting. <clears throat> so here's the, here's a, a challenging one. What, how did you develop the confidence to step out of that career and into this entrepreneurial world? Mm, I think you have to be a little insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to have like a few screws loose a little bit. Like you can't be completely uh, embedded in reality or overthink things on some level. You know, I always heard this, right? You just, you just have to do it. You just have to take the risk. You just have to step out. And um, it was a process for me for sure, because um, I'm a dreamer. I'm a go-getter and I am a risk taker. I'll jump out of a plane or, you know, I just went on a Via Ferrata in Colorado, hanging from the rocks with the river under me. I did. I was pretty scared. I will admit on that one. Um, <laughs> but this to me was a whole other level because you're, you're leaving all comfort truly behind to go after this, this thing that you have, you know, yes, mapped out on the paper, but it's this vision in your head. So I don't really, I don't really know if it's as much, if I'm going to be honest, confidence in myself as in, as it is in confidence in like the world needs our work. And after learning so much along the way and, you know, just, I just feel very tied and very um, attached to our mission. So I feel like there's just a level of, you have to do it. You have to do it. Well, that's such a great message, right? Like you have a purpose to serve other people and and fulfilling that purpose, if you don't do it, it, it may not get done. And so that's that's really cool. So share your purpose. What what is What is your purpose? What is it that drives you? Sure. So my company is called Knock Collaborative. And um, I started it because I had gone through a process of, it started with a weight loss goal. Uh, so I had this, this number that I always wrote down and that I was constantly going after and constantly going after um, because I wasn't reaching the goal. And in fact, I started to become unhealthier and un more unhealthy. Not that health is just wrapped up in our weight. By no means am I saying that. Um, what I'm saying is my confidence was waning. I was feeling chronic pain from head to toe. And I was also in the center of a really demanding work life in the wine and food business. So that meant that I was on an airplane a lot and I had a lot of um, dinners and lunches with people like me who love food and wine and the table was overflowing always. Um, and that work, I sacrificed 
my personal well-being and I had experienced um, a divorce and there was just a lot of a lot of sadness, a lot of experiences that were also wrapped up um, that I realized uh, taking this taking a new route to my goal um, was more about reaching for my confidence, reaching for my energy, reaching for that next day and what I had to get done and releasing not just physical weight, but the weight of those experiences and how my mind was really talking to my body. Um, so I, I was unwinding that in the industry and um, carved out a framework that I, I bought, believed would work for anybody determined enough um, to go a different route and make the changes. And that's how Not Collaborative was born. So we provide what we call um, ethical weight loss, weight management, and self-care programs through a three-pillar system, thinking, consumption, and movement. And in the process, we help people uh, reach their goals, but also leave diets behind. That's fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about Knock. Why that name? Sure. So I like to try a lot of things. Um, I always tell people I I'm a, like a master generalist. Um, but I love archery. I think it's really fun. And I'm also a Sagittarius. Um, so there was an experience that I had when I lived in Wisconsin um, with archery. And when I was naming the company, I thought, you know, about, I love archery. I love, you know, arrows and, you know, the whole thing, but I don't want to put all that out there because targets and arrows and, you know, goal setting, it's all a little cliche. So I started thinking about, well, what's the process there? And then I thought, ah, when you knock the arrow, because when you knock the arrow, are you familiar with this? I am. Oh, you yes. are. Are you an archer? Uh, our whole family is archers. Yeah, we have a dozen bows in the house. <laughs> so, oh, that's so cool. I love it when people know what this is. Yeah, my daughter's first job was was working at an archery shop. So, yeah. Oh, fun. That's uh, we, great. Uh, <clears throat> so, so yeah, I, I I identified quickly with with your knock and the idea that that pre pre step right. That's that's your your moment of preparedness for for taking that shot. And so I, yeah, I really, really like that. And so definitely loved, loved the story, but I love the thought behind it. Cause I agree, um, you know, a target and an arrow hitting the target that, that, that is so cliche. And, <laughs> and so I really, that the knock is like, okay, that's really cool. So yeah, there was a side benefit also that it was a one syllable word and in business, you know, they always say, if you can, if you can, if you want to scale your business and, and, and grow and not confine yourself to an industry that works really well. So that was kind of a side uh, benefit there. Also. I like it. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, you mentioned a couple things that I thought were really cool. Um, talk to me a little bit more about your mind talking to your body. Yeah. So I, uh, I personally, and now having worked with uh, so many people, um, really know that a lot of people are kind of quote unquote too busy to 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 notice um, how they feel or 
those thoughts that are stirring around in their head, it's like, it's like total chaos in there. <laughs> and, and the relationship with that voice um, becomes as if it's you and uh, disconnecting from, from it being you and treating it, you know, there's a book by Michael Singer called Untethered Soul. I don't know. Okay. That's my favorite book. Oh, very good book. Yeah. And I was, I was going to mention it if you didn't, because he absolutely right off the bat, like the first two chapters, I was like, is he in my head? Like <laughs> what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, and just love that idea that the voice in your head is not you. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets me through a lot of um, those moments. Like you're a roommate, you're sitting on the couch next to me. You are not me. And um, you know, then I ended up doing a whole bunch of other work on um, limiting beliefs and, um, and language. And, you know, what I'm sure of is that there are days where I'm not good at this, right? <laughs> um, just like anybody. Uh, but I'm aware when I'm not good at it, that I'm still aware of what's happening, which is, you know, part of the process. And so having cleared that voice or when that voice is managed differently, then it takes away this obstruction between, you know, the mind and body, or at least that's been uh, my experience. So then it's like, you can actually like listen to yourself and like what's going on in there. Um, and so some people call it a body scan. I just call it, you know, a minute to stand still and ask my body what it needs that day. Um, real simple way of, uh, of doing that. And then I go to the guru-y, you know, uh, wellness stuff when I can. But, you know, um, I, I like to say it's okay to do it badly. Just do it. Right. Well, I like the simplicity, right? We try to overcomplicate things. Well, it has to be more difficult than that. It has to be more challenging. And and I think once you realize that you can, you can separate that voice, you can control that voice, and you can change the story that that voice tells, mm -hmm. are so become so powerful. And yeah. and I'm with you. Like I, the awareness of you know when that voice is is yapping and I'm like bawling and crying and in a miserable place. It doesn't happen often, but recently um, had some experiences where it was like, oh, that voice is completely out of control yeah. and, and only for brief moments, but it, it was the awareness to remind myself, hey, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to listen to that voice and you don't have to be the character that voice is portraying you as, right? And for, for me, it's, you know, how do I help people change that story that the voice is telling and get that story in alignment with where they want to go? Yeah, absolutely. The first um, thing we talk about is rewriting, rewriting those stories, right? So turning yourself, you know, into a person who can learn from even the worst things. I grew up, I had a, a, a pretty rough upbringing um, and a lot of those moments, there were times when I just, I felt, you know, like, why did this happen to me? And when you change that around and you say, this happened to me because I wouldn't be who I am. Like this has, this has formed me into the person I am today in a beautiful way. And 
I always say like the forgiveness, you know, we're always told forgive, forgive, and it'll be easier on you. I wholeheartedly believe but that that's true. But the process of forgiveness isn't one to be rushed, but you feel it when you know it. You know, right. it's just a complete, you don't have any anger or fight. Um, and you just know it. So yeah. it's that, another thing we're not taught very well. And, and as a culture, I don't think we handle apologies and, and forgiveness very well. Um, but, you know, the, the metaphor of, you know, holding that grudge or holding on to the, the past, blaming somebody else, being the victim, you know, is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die <laughs> and helping people recognize. For me, it's I tell them that each of those events, each of those traumas or terrible things that other people have said to you or done to you, they, they've tied a string around your heart. And every time you allow that story to be told the way you're telling it as a victim, they're pulling that string. Even though you haven't seen that person in 20 or 30 years, you're still giving them control over your emotional state and over your well-being. And you can choose to cut that cord. Now, that doesn't you know, justify their behavior. What they probably did was, was you know, still abhorrent and terrible but you don't need to be responsible for it. You don't need to hold on to it and allow it to influence your story. And so reframing that story, not to say that it it doesn't change the event. Obviously you can't change the event, but you can change the story you tell yourself. And, and I think there's real power in that. And being able to help other people change that story for themselves is such a powerful exercise um, and, and I think most entrepreneurs have to go through that at some point. And, and it's, it's pretty powerful and, and freeing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially, you know, taking care of yourself so you can build a company, ha have a team, keep <laughs> your, you know, the people that you love around you um, <laughs> going with it, going through it with you. You know, you have to have some redeeming moments and all of it, right? But, Absolutely. Yeah, True. And I think, you know, on on that subject, um, one thing, again, I feel like it takes time. So people rush it and they sometimes think like, okay, you just change your language and that's it. And for me, it was more like, okay, it's all right. If you don't really believe it on your inside yet, <laughs> You can try to, it's the only time that it's okay to like lie <laughs> because over time and it's some things it takes longer, but um, when we reframe or rewrite, then we do start to go, well, this is, this is true. You know? I think, I think, you know, Jesus told Peter that you have to forgive, you know, seven times, but 70 times seven. And, and I think what it is, is that that process, it, it wasn't that they can do it you know, 700 times over and over again. No, it's that process of the story you tell about it. And it does, it takes times, it does take seven times. Sometimes it takes seven times 70. <laughs> and and it, it really is, um, be gentle on yourself in the process, right? Especially a lot of times when it's forgiving yourself, right? You're frustrated with how you handled something and you're trying to change a behavior um, trying to take better care of your body, or, you know, not doing the things you say you want to do. Um, that's a place to to be gentle with yourself. And obviously you have the awareness 
and and the doing is is the harder part, right? Because <laughs> it, it takes it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and and we don't wake up every day like in the moment, right? And mm -hmm. and and so there are days that are just bleh. <laughs> so you you sure. you got to take them, and and you can jump back on the horse the next day and get right back to it. And so I like that. Recognizing that it's a process, give yourself um, the grace in the middle of that process to say, oh, I just messed that up again, <laughs> right? Or I fell yeah. two steps back. Um, it's okay. A, yeah, I think that grace is, is uh, very important. Um, the work we do, right, most people have done, you know, shorter programs or, you know, I tried that for this long and, and then I quit. And in their mind, that's then I failed, right? Especially with, you know, the way that the results can kind of, you know, reverse themselves um, because these things aren't sustainable. It's not because somebody did something wrong or they didn't execute right, right? It's that it's hard to, to you know, not eat bread and not eat anything you love for, you know, even three weeks. So of course that's going to be the case, but that grace is what I love that when it's mirrored back, which is often the case with the work that we do that they, people say, well, I can actually just keep going. So this isn't like a quick fix. Oh, so this is life. This is the way that I live now is giving myself that forgiveness and also enjoy like, freedom like enjoy the burger <laughs> for me i can't not you know but it took me a long time to get there but now it's like these things are important be in that moment and um and enjoy your life well it's so challenging our culture has a couple elements obviously that that play against this right the the idea that food is entertainment we eat we eat with our emotions. We don't eat with our. We don't eat what's good for us or fuel. But as a as a culture, the food industry doesn't produce food based on its ability to provide fuel. It's based on its ability to entertain us and make us feel good. You know, you look at a menu. You don't choose what you want because you know. Well, I need this many calories and I need this many carbs and I need. You know, that's. Even all the government lessons and things we we were taught in school about, you know, you need a serving of meat and a serving of vegetables and a serving of starch. And you can have two of those a day and you need five of those a day and you need six fruit a day. And, uh, it, and none of it ever did they say, you know, your body's a machine and it needs fuel. And these are the better fuels. These are the things that our culture has created just because, you know, we love cake and ice cream and, and bread. <laughs> you don't necessarily need tons of that stuff. Um, so it's interesting and helping people transition to, to fuel, but yet still can enjoy. And I love that you're like, yes, enjoy you know, the things that you want to enjoy. Um, but the diet and then the second part that our culture has created now is this multi-billion dollar um, diet and supplement industry that 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 thrives on the people in the roller coaster, right? right? Gain weight, lose weight. Gain weight, lose weight. Gain weight. Oh, it works. Oh no, it doesn't work. Oh, it works. Oh no, it doesn't work. And and they're they're just in it for the money. They're not in it for the people. And and so I I think 
people that are helping people <laughs> choose to help them in a way that adds value to them, helps them feel better about themselves and, and encourages them to move towards a healthier lifestyle holistically rather than, you know, just attacking so-called, you know, don't eat these things, do eat these things, you know, having this, this checklist of do's and don'ts, which, you know, don't go over so well in our independent <laughs> type culture. Um, and so I think, you know, having that attitude of people first, right, we really do want to take care of people. People are, are our purpose. And so that's, that's fantastic. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com, addvalue2life.com forward slash shift. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Tell me a little bit more about self-care. Obviously, you learned self-care through your own experiences and, and tribulations, but how important has that been in, in your entrepreneurial journey? So important. So uh, I have a morning routine that um, is my ideal, and then I have my you know, minimum, like gritty reality morning routine that <laughs> gets me through, supports me enough for that day. Um, and the same thing with the evening. But for me, you know, the, the self-care, um, I think when it kind of came on the scene and became really popular, um, there was a lot of like, you know, influencer glamorization, right? And it's like, oh, I must buy this and that in order to make it, <laughs> or I, I have to be in Bali at that pool in order to, you know, care for myself. So um, I'm a, I'm a realist about living. Um, I uh, admit to having my own imperfections full on, full force, and that life is hard. And um, it's also amazing. But that sometimes we just need these really um, simple things to reach for. And if we make them a little bit happier, we're more likely to reach for them. So um, self-care for me is a flavorful, delicious meal I can look forward to that treats my body right. Um, it is water that's maybe, you know, my ideal is like with some fresh herbs in it and, you know, some lemon and lime. Um, but hey, if I can just drink the water, that's self-care. And so, you know, I simplify that and it's changed my, um, my spending habits significantly. And I question, you know, um, products that I buy before I buy them now. And I realize that to be happy and to be healthy, um, you don't have to buy all of these things that then later are these like, statements of guilt that hang out in your house um like oh all of those powders all of those supplements all of those beauty products um so for me self-care is really simple it's 
it's it's on some level every day what are you doing to take care of yourself even if that's one minute of silence then you know that's that's what you can do you do what you can do every day but i do think it is a beautiful thing um and it's so important for us to take care of ourselves it helps the world be better truly um, oh absolutely yeah i think uh I like that statements of guilt all around your house. <laughs> like failure, failure in the corner, failure. You know, like I grew up in the nineties, like my mom had a Nordic track. I think she had some kind of like stair stepper machine. You know, there's always some like, what was the thing? The thigh master right there. I bought a total gym once because Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris were like working out. And I was like, that looks like it could change my life. Right. <laughs> and all it does is collect <laughs> dust. I mean, maybe it's amazing, but I was like 19. The thing went back in a box. I did the 30-day trial. Um, sorry, Chuck and Christy. But um, at least I, you were smart like, enough to send it back. You know, but it, it's like it's like the, the our brains, like when we take care of our thought processes, then we take care of all these other areas of our, our life and our health. And you really just don't need so much of, you know, these things. That you're just gonna look at and kind of loathe later, you know, or throw out. I did, I did, I know I'm good at being long here, but I did an exercise with myself because I was thinking about how, you know, people be like, oh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I can afford it, you know, I don't know if I can afford a program, right? You know, my finances, right? And I was like, man, all of us, you know, have, have we've been conditioned to spend money on all these things that, you know, really don't don't change us like we think that they're going to. So I went into a bathroom drawer and I was like, I'm just going to choose five things that I, and there were a lot of things I don't look at. There were like <laughs> 20, I don't know, maybe more. And I chose five products and I went online and I looked up the regular price of those products because for me, I'm always terrible at finding a sale. And so I knew I probably spent full, those five products, were like $250. Oh my. I never touched them, you know? And it's like, well, how many like training sessions could I have done or coaching sessions or, you know, things that, that were like helping me or interesting books that I would actually read, like things that were helping me not trying to fill a space to make my skin look better or, you know, um, things that like, I, you know, were kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I think uh, simplification is, is a big part of, of or, or has a great value in, in the journey, right? Recognizing that these are the things that really matter and being able to really focus in and narrow your focus. And I think that can happen in your space, it can happen in your relationships, it can happen in, you know, in your business model. Um, and, and, and it really is kind of necessary, right? As part of your, part of your finances is figuring out. I don't need all that stuff and look how much more money I have to use, you know, to, towards my purpose rather than yeah. all these distractions. Yeah. Or you can save it if you want. <laughs> use <laughs> that for that next stream of income. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about gratitude. Tell me uh, how gratitude is, has served you in, in your heart. 
Oh, it really changes. Um, that really helps uh, my mind when I feel overwhelmed or, you know, lonely. Um, I love sending people little notes. I like sending even a text, although I love sending um, a handwritten note or uh, knowing that someone's going through something, sending them a little, a little gift, even if it's um, I make it, you know, um, just to say thanks, just to say I see you, I appreciate you, whatever it is that they that they lend to my life. So I I started kind of you know when I was going through the process of of working on myself, I I designed like my support team and who who was on it in all areas of my life. And so I'm always monitoring my support team and who's around me and really appreciating those that are um, that are supportive. Um, and also grateful for what I have. Just, you know, there, there are times in quarantine that, you know, I live in Los Angeles now. I'm from the Midwest and uh, moved to LA about four and a half years ago. And in the Midwest, everyone has a house and a yard. And, you know, in quarantine, uh, honestly, there were moments where I was like, in an apartment and it costs a lot and you know and, and you have to stop yourself and go come on first of all i made this move my life is great it is sunny outside go outside and enjoy it and what you do have and there are a million plus people who would love to have your life even if you feel like you want to have a million plus people's lives <laughs> so it's this sort of chain of like recognizing you know, being grateful for, for what exists in your world, not, not what you want all the time, but what is here. Nice. That's so good. So you're, you're a foodie or you came from a, a foodie type place in wine and travel and food. So what, what was your, what's your favorite dinner? <laughs> oh gosh. You know, I love, so I can tell you, I do love a cheeseburger um, and French fries. Um, and the way that I, I do that is I just like get down with it. I like hang out with it. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> and um, uh, so that that's kind of like my if I'm going to if I'm going to go out to, you know, a, a bar and eat something or order out a burger, that's really good. I only the really good burgers though like gotta be gotta be one of the best around right um but otherwise for dinners i'm just a big like i love vegetables i like making things that are um nutrient dense taste so good that nobody would ever want anything else like no want for you know macaroni and cheese because mm -hmm. you have this delicious bowl of of flavorful vegetables. And I am a meat eater. Um, I really appreciate plant-based eaters and, and um, how that how that helps the environment. But I, I do have to say, I, I love, uh, I love meat. So um, yeah, so protein, steak, I love, I know it's all red meat, but I do eat chicken a lot. And um, bowls of things. So if I want Mexican food, I'm a big craver of food. Like I'll be like, I want Chinese, food. I want Thai food, I want Mexican food. And one of the easiest ways to satisfy your, your kind of craving is to make it in a bowl and like just jazz it up, put, 
you know, some people have rice or sometimes I'll make, you know, cauliflower rice or something, sweet potatoes to fill it out. And then just like the protein and, and flavor, you know, all over it. So I do that a lot. That keeps me really healthy. I think is the, the, those bowls, they're magic and they're very easy to make. (laughs) I like it. I like the hamburger experience too. It sounds like this is a full on, we're all in. <laughs> I, li- I like food and I, d- I never really, you know, I was pretty miserable um, when I was, you know, restricting and things like that. And it took me a long time to unwind that. Like, like I'm still, you know, sometimes unwinding that. There's still moments where I'm like, maybe I should do that. No, don't do that. What are you talking about? Your body <laughs> is cleansing itself. It is. It's working Fantastic. for you. You just have to feed it right to get it to, to do so. That's great. So you've mentioned a, a few people that were your support group. Um, what have mentors meant for your growth? Hmm. Um, there's so many people that I really admire very much. And um, for me, a lot of the, the a lot of it is like those that do right um you just watch them and and the the sense of sort of um confidence and ease and you know that it's not perfect behind the scenes but um i have so many people who advise me mentor me um and i learn something different from you know all of them so most recently there was a woman um who has been heading up a a program that I'm in for social entrepreneurship. And um, we're going to try out her as an advisor, but uh, she just is someone I'm watching and going, Hmm, I want to, I want to be like her a little bit. I think, you know, she's, she's got a good, um, a good energy. So nice. I, I want like a billion, you know, mentors. I don't have just one because I need a lot of different perspectives. Absolutely. That's a, a really smart way to think about it. No, no one person is going to have all the answers in all the areas. And so we should be seeking mentors or outsourcing certain things in certain areas to take advantage of, of the diversity. Um, like Napoleon Hill you know, talked about his board of directors, you know, you know for his personal like, you know, and, and yeah. he was even choosing dead people for his board of directors because he was having the meetings in his head. But, you know, yeah. talk about giving that voice power, right? And making that voice be these different people, you know, for your own own meeting in your head. <laughs> yeah, well, I live with a philosopher, um, my significant other, who um, I guess he's probably the person I admire the most because um, he's watched me build a company in the middle of a pandemic. And he's like, he's, he's like the one that, I, that, that hears me and sees me. And, you know, I feel like he's really honest with me. So I can say like, what did you think about how I, you know, approached this or that? He's one of the best um, listeners and he never really gets mad. He's just very calm in the chaos. And so um, that's really, you know, he's really a person that that grounds me a lot. Um, and and I can check in with. Um, so I love that. That's that we all need that person in our life. And it's really, for me, I really appreciate it when that person's the closest person to you. 
Um, that's so terrific. So then I'm going to ask, what's your most memorable date? Oh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> most memorable date with him or someone else? <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> oh, mm. you know, once I met someone but this was this was like you know I learned like the grandiose meetings aren't always the ones that last right, but I did once meet somebody and it was very fun like it was just like a a literally like bump into you, um, and I love humor I love to just go back and forth with people and you know joke, and that was like you know that that was pretty cool because it was just this like automatic banter and synergy and then kind of just ended up just going on a date then, you know? Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. Pretty spontaneous. <laughs> Might not be able to let my significant other listen to this because uh -oh. thanks for that. <laughs> no, and, and to make sure he's included, um, you know, having the door opened for you when you go to the car and, um, you know, walking you to the door and just saying goodnight is a great um, way to be treated. Absolutely. So what do you love to do in your free time? Mm, adventure. I like to camp. I, um, I love to take road trips in my Fiat. I load it up full of camping stuff because People are like, you can't do that. I'm like, watch me. Um, <laughs> I love to hike and be in the mountains. I actually am a, um, a person who likes to be alone a lot too. I need that. And when I'm alone in nature, it's like um, one of my favorite things. Um, I'm also social and I love to see my friends. Uh, you know, I'm working on getting more of this back into my life. It's um, It's been a little bit of an a lot of work you know i think that's the reality of a startup but um anything that I, I i like to be scared a little bit you know i like to be reminded that i'm just this small little part of the universe and nature puts me in puts me in major check nice i like that so what was the most effective tool for building your audience building an audience it's really been uh the, the, the network of people, the word of mouth um, has been the primary driver. And I will say, you know, it's, it's been hard because um, the weight loss and diet industry. So we're working to really break into that, into the weight loss industry. And it's a $72 billion industry and um, companies spend a hundred plus million dollars on their advertising and get celebrities to endorse them. And, you know, here we are like, hi, you know, can we get like a Google ad to go through correctly? I mean, it is, it is really, really hard to get people's attention because their attention is so occupied. So, so it's a challenge. So I appreciate you asking me to be on here because these are the kinds of things, you know, that are, that are really going to help us. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, sharing stories and and being real um, is going to touch the people that are are your ideal client, and and yeah. and they'll hear um, these stories, or somebody else will hear these stories and say, 
hey, I just heard somebody that, that's doing this. So, so who is your ideal client? Hmm. Well, the ideal client actually spoke to one this morning. I speak to them a lot, but um, I got off the phone this morning or Zoom and I just said out loud, like, she is like, she's a person who uh, is really, is really coachable. So just like taking it in and, um, and, and hearing what, what we're saying, which is take your time, enjoy it this time and, um, and pay attention to, to, to your sleep and your life. Uh, and she's activating, you know, just making these changes, like, um, finding the sleep and listening when it's like, no, no, we're not putting you on a diet. We're going to work on your sleep. Okay. That's, uh, and she's listening and she's activating and she's doing it. Um, she's making these changes and she's arriving. She's showing up, um, without, without them, we can't do the work. So, right. Yeah. So are, are, is your target typically women, um, that are looking that have, that have struggled in that weight loss world? And, yeah. and looking for a different approach. Typically, yeah, I we um, have opened up our work uh, to men, um, and so we would like to, you know, invite more men into our programs. Uh, women are they come to us? That is our our target market, if you will. Um, really, to be honest with you, the women that come to us, um, I think there's a perception in the world like. Okay, well, if you if you've gained weight or you know you are tired or depressed, then you know you can't be that one that's you know striving in your career. And I think it's the opposite. Oh. What I notice is it's like the hard driving people and women who are you know they're trying to take care of their home and their family, and also they want the job promotion and 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 so you know where does where do where do you fit in, like? there's no time for you, you know? And so it's for those who really go, I have to. And usually it's a moment, right? Like um, watching someone else that they love in their older age and, and they want to they wanna get ahead of that and get ahead of heart disease and diabetes or, you know, be with their grandkids or, you know, um, run around with their children and have the energy to do so. That's that's typically what what drives people. Um, and also, uh, a lot of people, especially women, um, who are caregivers, they're on the front lines. They're nurses and teachers and um, hospice workers, and uh, and and they are caring for other people a lot more than they're caring for themselves. So those are all people that. You know, we really hope to expand and work with uh, as we go. That's terrific. You know, I I've seen my my well, my sister and my wife both you know wrestle with the world's perception and and you know the language we use when we talk about their appearance, weight, and the expectations put place on themselves. And then, and then just the challenges, like, you know, my wife and I can do the same amount of exercise and eat the same exact foods 
and you know I lose ten pounds and she gains twenty. <laughs> the frustration of of that, like you know, we're doing the same thing, but my male body processes it completely different than her female body does, um, and and there there can be a lot of frustration in that. I I definitely yeah. recognize the value of of bringing that out and helping people, you know, not just focus on the supplement, focus on the do's and don'ts, this, this holistic approach to let's start with your sleep and <laughs> help you yeah, accomplish I, something great for yourself. Sleep then, can be a part of any, any weight loss program. It just should, because I mean, it'll work against you. So any yeah. self-care program for sure. Like mm -hmm. I, one of the things that happened in, in my entrepreneur, I've only been for three years and, and I changed my sleep and I can wake, I wake up without an alarm now. And, you know, for 30 years in the workplace, I woke up with an alarm clock and uh, roll out of the bed, but and this, you know, you start your day in this terrible place and now I can start my day refreshed, awake, alert, and start my morning routine in a place of positivity um, rather than, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the way we start our day. Um, and then recognizing that the rhythm, right? My body has a rhythm that I'm honoring and and it's it's serving me better in my work because brain is engaged and, and my body's engaged, you know, with with everything that I'm doing. And so that's so terrific. Like and, and it gives them a great win, right? You give somebody focused, get so focused on their diet and all these restrictions and limitations and 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 hating it and hating their body and hating that you give them that win mm -hmm. and the refreshment of sleep i think that's so terrific yeah well and and it does i mean it the the research is there too when we sleep better the decision making process is different you know how we face the day changes um and your body's allowed to do its good work while you're at rest. So there's just a lot of benefits of sleep and people think, oh, you know, it's fine. I'll and, sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. What did you, what changes did you make then? Like, what would you attribute to changing that experience then for you? Like, what, what did you do? Yeah. So, so I, at the last hour of the evening, I don't use my phone, um, no device. And then, um, I just started going to bed earlier, like, you know, a commitment to, instead of a commitment to a wake up time, I made a commitment to uh, a go to sleep time. And yeah. uh, it, it, it made all the difference in the world. And it's really, it really is that simple. You go to sleep earlier, your body does what it needs to do and you wake up, boom. Um, and I've been consistently waking up right at six o'clock. Um, I know some people drive earlier and, you know, get up earlier and, you know, do their three hour morning routine before the kids wake up. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, that driven to, uh, I just, I'd like to see people honor the body's rhythm, right? Your body has a natural rhythm. And if you search for it, you can find it. And if you use it to your advantage, um, like I do some of my best work in the morning and I do the, the stuff that's exciting and like, you know, podcast recording and video calls and group meetings in the afternoon because I won't fall asleep during those things. But if I try to sit at my computer and write another blog, 
at three o'clock in the afternoon, my face is going to be stuck in the keyboard. You know, yeah. so I just have to honor my body's rhythm, my brain's rhythm, and and I can take better advantage of, you know, my highs and my lows. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. All right. So, Stephanie, what's the big dream? Hmm. Well, the big dream is for us to, you know, right now, so much is about the business, right? It's um, okay. I, I want to travel again. Okay, that's my big dream. Um, but as far as the work that we do, so the big dream is to scale and to see dining rooms, restaurants filled with people who are sitting together and they aren't talking about if they're paleo or keto. They're not <laughs> saying I don't eat bread. They're, they're together, they are present, they're enjoying that moment and they just eat. That's the dream. Nice, I like it. So where do you wanna travel? Where's the first place you're gonna go? I have not been to, I have not been anywhere in Africa. So I would really love to go to Africa. Um, maybe, you know, the first place I would go to be honest is like, just, I love Mexico. I just go lay back on the beach at Sayulita. Just even for like four days would be great. And, nice. um, yeah. Yeah. So, but the, the list is really kind of, Endless. Oh, I'd like to go back to India. I'd like to go back to India a lot and go up in into the Himalayas. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, I've been to Africa. Highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. an experience. Um, yeah. When did you go? Uh, so the first trip to Africa was in 2010. And from 2010 to 2018, I went seven times to four countries. Um, so I've been to Uganda, Tanzania, and uh, Kenya in East Africa, and then um, to a little country called Equatorial Guinea, which is about the size of Rhode Island and in West Africa. Um, awesome. and it's definitely an interesting little little communist regime <laughs> in Africa, but they speak Spanish. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the only countries in Africa that speaks Spanish. It's a little odd. They still speak tribal languages, but they're trade language. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, all right. So let's finish with this. What's what inspires you? Mm, that big picture thing that goes on. Those people in the, the dining room on the mountain that I know is there with a view that I haven't seen yet, you know, just what is there? What's out there? There's always something new to greet us. And so it inspires me to like, keep looking around the next corner, you know? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. The next airplane to jump out of or <laughs> yeah. the cliff to hang from. That next person you're going to meet because you said yes and you showed up, you know? Absolutely. All right. So every time I finish, I ask somebody to share their words of wisdom. So what would Stephanie's words of wisdom to an entrepreneur be? Oh, um, breathe. <laughs> Just when you can't do anything else. Yeah, that's it. 
breathe. <laughs> I have a hard time taking time to breathe. So I'll take my yeah. advice as well. That's terrific. Don't give up. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure and, and a real joy. And I just appreciate your your openness and your honesty. And I just know that your business is going to grow and just serve so many people in such a positive way. Thank you so much. And thanks for inviting me and having me. And a shout out to Angie for the uh, connection. Absolutely. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Nikki Keohoho is a direct selling master who is focused on community and the power of building relationships. She is an expert in digging down to the emotional why, and she shares how to help people get to the heart of why they do what they do.